amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Denver, Colorado. Who's your jabroni? God, is it fun to watch MPJ go full MPJ, huh? Altitude Sports Radio. 92.5. Somebody excite me. And Altitude TV. I like to level things out. I like order in my life. It's Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane. You want to feel my muscles? With Vic, live from Radio. Row in Phoenix for coverage of the big game. They're bringing the house. Brought to you by Superbook. Download the app at superbook.com. And Denver doesn't even have to get it across the timeline. Five seconds left to go in Denver. And there is the horn. Well, I told Mark Bertinoli in the pregame show tonight, I wanted to crunch these guys. Not that I have anything to do with this. And Denver did exactly that. They absolutely blow the wheels off the Minnesota Timberwolves. Final tonight, 146 to 112. That's the largest margin of victory since they beat the Clippers by 31. Denver wins by 34. Victor is live from Radio Row in Arizona for the Super Bowl. I'm sure we'll have some people chat with you. I know you talked to a whole bunch of people yesterday, Vic, including, can I tell you how much I love Terry Bradshaw and that chat you had with him? You want to know I love Terry? He is by far, Vic, my favorite of any of the pregame show analysts on any different network because I just feel like he says whatever the hell pops into his head. And he kind of did that to you yesterday, didn't he? Bro, it hit me as I was sitting there listening to him talk. And you got to understand, there are you know, about 20 people surrounding him, so you have to wait your turn to ask questions. Right. No matter what question is asked to Terry Bradshaw, he is going to say whatever the <laughs> hell yeah. he wants. Do you know why? He's at the tail end of a career right now. He's been in and out of the hospital. He has not been in good health. Uh, Google Terry. He's had some health issues. All right. So if you think he cares what anybody thinks of what he has to say in terms of offending anybody, no, not Terry Bradshaw. He will say whatever he wants. And I tell you what, we struck gold with him in our very first interview of the day. He's the first person we spoke to, and he went right at it. He admitted that Sean Payton has got some work to do if he wants to make the Broncos a winner. Yeah, and um, it almost felt like he let in a secret that I don't know how Sean would feel if he knew that he let that part of his Well, he'll deny it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it sounded like Terry had pretty good authority. Now, we'll get to the audio in a bit. And, Vic, I know you talked to a whole bunch of people yesterday. You talked to Howie and Jimmy Johnson and a whole bunch of people. We'll get to that. Um, 
in a few minutes. But with everything that happened last night, the NBA, the NHL, the Avs back at it, the Nuggets back at it, LeBron breaking the scoring record, all that stuff. I want to start with the Nuggets because, my God, dude, whoa, a 49-19 first quarter. Vic, they were on a 32-2 run in the first quarter of that game. They took Minnesota's soul. All those good feelings the T-Wolves had from their past games against the Nuggets this year, second leg of back-to-back, starters not playing. The starters played last night was like, um, just to let you know exactly where you're at in comparison to us, here it is. Well, you know, Jesse and I here in Arizona wanted to watch that game desperately, and we did via our FUBU app. So we watched it, and when I saw that they were up 30 fu- in the first Fubo, quarter. FUBU, by the way, not, not FUBU. FUBU is a clothing line. FUBU is that what I called it? <laughs> Yes. Already five minutes into the show. Oh, that's hilarious. I watched via the FUBU. I I feel like, Marty, correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. Did he say FUBU? Yes, he did. I think I did. I think I did. Right. Having watched the game on my Chess King app, uh-huh. uh, as Jesse and I did, we're, we're watching, and they're up 30 in the first quarter, and it was over, right? When you're up 30 in the first quarter of an NBA game, the message is sent. And I think the Nuggets sent a message saying, hey, guys, uh, what we did in – Minneapolis the other night, that little game we play where we have to play the night before and we can't play our studs. Yeah, we, we want you to know that that's not real. That's mm-hmm. not that's not who we are. We're going to hammer you early and get this over with. And I think even Minne- even Minnesota relented. Even they understood what it was. They're like, yeah, we got you, big dog. Yeah. It's, Let's go home. I'm sorry. Maybe I was, uh, I was feeling myself a little too much a couple nights ago. You're absolutely right on this. I shouldn't be doing that. Um I mean, from start to finish. The only thing was, Vic, at, at that point, you were up 30 after a quarter. Now, the bench came in shortly after that in the second, and they started to not play well. You got the starters back in, and once that happened, the game was over, over. But how about this? There's one guy in particular last night that I think it was his best game ever. Michael Porter Jr., I think, had his best game of his career last night. He, I'm not sure it's his – he's had better games. Remember that game in Portland where he hit six threes in the first okay, quarter? Let me, allow me to explain the reason why I feel yeah. that way. We know he can knock down shots from the outside. He's had games where he's knocked down five, six, seven threes in a game. We've seen that before. I haven't seen Porter do the outside, drive to the lane, get buckets, get and ones, take contact, finish, play defense, dive on the floor yeah. for loose balls – he was kind of doing everything last night. It was just a different yeah. sort of gear to Michael that I haven't seen in a while. Hold on, I'm sorry. These morons behind me are yelling like like yelling. These are see, this is Radio Row, Media Row. I guarantee that's like a Boston radio show or something. And they're yelling. Is that me, Jesse, or are they yelling at the top of their lungs? Top of their lungs. That is yelling. just so like, inappropriate. How dare you? Uh, by the way, Vic, uh, my apologies. We got to get the name out here for our squares contest. So the qualifier for the top of the hour here, seven o'clock, is Ty Bass. Ty, you have five minutes to call Marty at 303-504-0925 and get your squares for the big game. So Ty, your timer starts now. Give Marty a call at 303-504-0925. If Ty does not call, we will call another name at 8 o'clock this morning. But, Ty, you're on the clock. Um, 
Back to the Nuggets, though, Vic, as they dominated and dominated so badly that they pulled the starters with about five minutes left in the third. Yeah. They never returned. Jokic had a triple-double at halftime That's for the second stupid. time in his That's career. Just so stupid. It's just, you know, when you, when you put it that way, when you say, yeah, he had a triple-double at halftime. I mean, do you understand how stupid that is? You understand the stupidity in that statement? You, you know what else, by the way? So he has to play defense, too. I mean, you can get a triple-double. Those are offensive numbers. He has to play defense. You know how many points Gobert scored last night? Zero in 20 minutes. None! Like, he not scored as many as point. Marty did. <laughs> yeah! In 20 minutes, did not and get a... And I fewer minutes. That is true. Not a single point for Gobert. I mean, they were firing on all cylinders, man. I... Well, you it know, gives uh, again, you those warm and fuzzies, right? Yes, of like, it does. where it can does. this go? It does. But it also gives you the notion, and and there it is. I mean, look at the fine line between winning and losing in the NBA. So one game, what's the difference between one game and the other? Three, four players, right? Because Jamal Murray didn't play last night. Yeah, three Jamal players did not play in that game. That surprised me. So three players is the difference between getting blown out and then blowing them out. Is that what it really is? Is is it really Joker? Does it come down to Joker? Is that the difference? Yes. Is it Joker and AG? It, it, I mean, what what well, is it? They I mean, have, because you're they talking about won, two games, very different results. They have won games that Joker hasn't played in this year. They have done that. But when you miss, I guess when you miss 80% of your starting lineup, Vic, it's going to look a lot different. I don't know what, like, the line of demarcation is for you winning or losing by 30. But um, that game from, look, Michael Porter Jr. in 29 minutes last night, Vic, was a plus 43. They That's outscored stupid. the other team by 43 points when he was on the floor last night. Aaron you know, the Gordon, other thing about Michael? J- just quickly, Aaron Gordon was yeah. a plus 32, but Aaron Gordon in 26 minutes last night, Vic, 26, he scored 24 points and had eight assists. Eight. AG That's did. Tremendous. Um, I wonder when they're going to announce the other All-Stars that will play for the injured All-Stars. That's got to happen soon. Yeah. Soon rather than later. But the, the question and the comment I wanted to make regarding MPJ, did you hear his words yesterday pregame during shoot-around about how basketball has now become a sanctuary for him? It's become a place to get away from. Uh, and, and I knew that would be the case, right? Because yep. he's got some issues going on with his brother, clearly. And uh, that's only going to get worse, it seems, some of the news coming in. And and that guy, um, he's close to his brother, very close. They're tight. And to have to live through that, go through that, the the other family involved, it's awful, it's tragic, it's sad. And for him, going to the basketball court solves a lot of a lot of those issues. Well, he was really open about a lot of things. It was that. He was talking openly about how much he wants Bones Highland to stay. He goes, I get yes. no control over this. But we'll get to some of those comments in a bit. Now, Moshe's joining us from Florida. Um, are you in Florida? You're in Florida, right, Moshe? Yeah, beautiful Tampa, Florida. Flew here last night from uh, beautiful Pittsburgh. That's what you can't do. You can't say it because of Pittsburgh. Well, everything is beautiful in its own way. Let's put it. That everything way. can't be beautiful. Moshe. you got. I mean, beautiful is only one or two places. As as we got, everything can be beautiful. As we got to get to a bunch of things today. Re- remember, Ty Bass. You have one more minute to call, or else we're going to go to another name at eight o'clock. So, Come Ty, on, you better Bass. get on it. Um, Wake up, Bass. Didn't like the finish last night, Moj. Well, Jesse and I were watching this on the is, Chess King app. This is what I, he called it FUBU TV earlier, Moj. You missed it. Um, this is what I wanted to get to, and this is what's really interesting about, you know, 
we have so much to talk about today between the Nuggets and the Avs and LeBron and uh, Vic being at Radio Row and some of the comments he got yesterday from Terry Bradshaw. But, Moj, what's interesting is the Nuggets dominated last night, and the final score reflects their domination. The Avs dominated for at least two periods. I know Pittsburgh took it to them a little bit in the third, but dominated. And they don't get rewarded in the same way in hockey as basketball does, do they? Because if you play that way in hockey for two periods, you feel like you should be up three to four goals, and then the puck bounces the wrong way. You were mentioning all night last night, all Pittsburgh needs is a bounce, and they got a couple of them, and now you come away with one point instead of two. Yeah, it's, you know, did they deserve a better fate in that game? I'd say, yeah, they did. Also, when you get a power play in overtime for a full two minutes, Kaner, you got to score, bro. You have to score yep. the puck in that particular moment. And, again, I credit Pittsburgh for coming back. They're full of, you know, aged veterans. Latang's the one who scored from Crosby. I mean, who else on that team was going to do anything in that regard except those guys in that moment? I credit them for fighting back hard, and that's exactly what they did. But I, I just felt like the fates, yeah, they, they were, if it wasn't for their goalie, the Avs would have won 5-1. to one. I mean, it, you know, it, it, Casey DeSmith, I, he'll never play that good of a game again, perhaps. I mean, he played but really, what hurts really, really, is really well. You get the power play in overtime, and as soon as they got awarded that power play, you're like, okay, this is over. I mean, it's tough enough to play uh, with three guys, but then four on three in OT, and they hit the pipe twice, I believe. Mm-hmm. Twice? My goodness, yeah. so close. I Victorio, wanted those two points, Victorio. dude. I wanted them. I, 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 I had to have I don't know what to say. I, I, I needed them too, bro. Uh, I understand that. They'll have an opportunity tomorrow night here. You know, coming out of the break, too, the Tampa Bay Lightning played their cross-state rival Florida, and they got kicked 7-1. to one. So Tampa's going to be fired up to put on a better performance. They're going to be fired up because the team that dispatched them in the final in their own building is back in town, so it ain't going to be easy. Ain't, ain't going to be easy coming up tomorrow night. But points, boys are at a premium. I know we'll get to more of that, Kaner, as the show goes on. But points are at an absolute premium at this moment. Yep. We got Vic uh, at Radio Row for the big game in Arizona. So we'll have some of the comments that he got uh, in interviews down there yesterday. And I want to get to the Terry Bradshaw stuff in a couple of minutes. You guys missed this. I thought this would take off more, Vic, because it's super revealing. I saw the Pro Football Talk had a little write-up that gave you credit for it. But... I mean, Bradshaw just kind of went through the list of of team openings. It was like, that one sucks. This one sucks. I wouldn't coach there. I wouldn't coach there either. Uh, Peyton chose that one, but he did that in spite of this. Like, what he said about Peyton taking the Denver job as you were going through the Rolodex of quarterbacks that were on those teams, it's just hilarious how you mentioned it earlier. Bradshaw just seems to be at a stage of his career where he's like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to say exactly what's on my mind and the conversations that I've had. So I'll play that audio for you in a couple of minutes. 303-504-0925. By the way, no Tyler or no Ty called Marty. It's done, Ty. That means at 8 o'clock we will have another name that we will announce for our squares contest. So stay tuned at 8 for your chance to get qualified. 303-504-0925. Get to that Terry Bradshaw audio next. Hold on, I'm reading something here that says our guest list this morning, Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long, Jimmy Johnson, and a special guest that will make me giddy. Who is yes. this? 
I'm not going to tell you. It's a special guest that's going to be live with us. We uh, arranged it yesterday when we first sat down. And, uh, you know, when you get to the Super Bowl and you get to Media Row, you have a lot of these PR folks that come up to you and say, hey, we have so-and-so. Would you like to spend some time with so-and-so? And most of the time, it's like, not really. I have no interest in talking to so-and-so. But as soon as I found out so-and-so had something in common with you, I said, hell yeah, let's get him on. I'm, so, a, I'm um, a huge fan of so-and-so. What huge time fan. are we doing that, Jesse? What time did we? 9-10. 9-10? Yep. This, okay, 9-10. So-and-so and you will have a chance to chat. Because to be totally honest, I have zero interest in um, talking to this person, okay. but I'm sure you will. So at 9:10, you can take it from there. Okay. I'm in. Some sort of former milking what champion or something? 10, your t- what time is 9:10 my time? Uh, that would be Listen, 12. No, that would be uh, 11, I'm 10, your time. Yeah, that would be 11:10 your time. Uh, Arizona okay. right now okay. and Denver on the same okay. time zone. So we're Got the same it. here, okay. uh, Brett. Well, um, before we get to so-and-so, who's coming in, I guess, a couple hours, you had the chance to talk with Terry Bradshaw yesterday. And again, yeah, I think this is incredibly revealing, and I'm surprised it didn't blow up more. I saw a couple of publications pick this up, like Pro Football Talk. But sure. you were just chatting with Terry. And you were asking him about, you know, Sean Payton as he was his, his co-worker for the last year and, um, you know, what made him choose the Denver job. And I want you guys to listen as Terry is – it almost feels like he's revealing private conversations and he just doesn't give a damn about it. Just listen to this. We're from Denver. Yeah. Your co-worker. I'm so mad coach. at him. Why, why? Come on. We all saw this coming. When did you know? When did you really well, know? Well, I knew – Maybe, perhaps. Uh, Sean knew. We hung with him. Yes. We drank beer. I ate, he, he, I, he drank my whiskey. And uh, we would talk, and he would talk and talk and talk. And was a, I'd say, well, you can't go to Charlotte. That's the NFC South. Uh, you can't go to Houston. They don't have a quarterback down there. You don't want to be in Houston. Uh, where else could he have gone? Where, where, Arizona. Arizona, no, mm. no, that quarterback. He don't want to work with that yeah. quarterback. But he'd rather work with Russ. Uh, I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know what? That's all he's got. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got no choice. But I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. He'll get the most out of him. So he says he doesn't want to work with with Russ, but he has no choice. And when Wait, I, that's only half the interview, you realize that. The well, good stuff. We, we have the good stuff? We don't have the good stuff. That's what we have. We have that half. So if you get the other half, send it to you Marty. You got lock and key. Yeah. It's on my Twitter. The other half. Nope. Check my Twitter. Yeah. Nope. It's that on is, my Twitter. That is what you posted. Was that? No, there's another one on top of that. Here's the rest of the Terry Bradshaw interview. The rest of it is the good stuff. That's well, not even good. Well, Marty, That's just go and a touch. find it. Just go as Marty That's finds a it. Touch of it. As he finds it, let's discuss this for a second. The idea that he just goes, I don't think you wanted to do that either. And again, mm-hmm. I'm sure if Sean Payton heard that, he'd be like, Hey Terry, how about you don't say that out loud, <laughs> huh? Hey Terry, remember those convos we had? And could you imagine again? We talk so much about. Could you imagine? If they had a live mic during the conversations we have during our commercial breaks, Ugh. our timeouts, we, we'd be fired. Ugly. So imagine they're on the set in between, com- during commercial breaks on the set on the Fox team there, and they're talking about Sean going to Denver. Because it's 
pretty obvious, guys. They all knew, right? They all yeah. knew he was getting the job the day he wore the orange tie. Could you imagine some of the commentary back and forth about what what Sean was facing, what he needed to do, what he needed to work on, some of the obvious commentary that was going on? And we'll hear from Howie Long in a little bit. We'll hear from Jimmy Johnson in a little bit. They also chime in. The thing, Moj, about that, and we'll play the second half of this in a second, but the the thing about that clip right there is I guarantee what happened. They went to commercial, and Terry's talking to Sean. He goes, all right, so you're going to Denver? Got even with Russ? And he goes, I know. Uh, I got to find a way to fix that. I'm not I'm not pumped about it, but I just like this. De- That's had to be the conversation, and Terry was just like, yep, I don't oh, think he's no very doubt. pumped about that either. There's no doubt about it. You said it earlier, Kaner, where – Terry Bradshaw, at this point in his life, he's, you know, the grandpa who sits on the porch with his, you know, with his stuff hanging out. He just doesn't care about anything anymore. You know what I mean? He, he just doesn't whiskey. give her. <laughs> By the way, yeah, if well, somebody says I, that, Mo, I would, t- I would too. He drank my whiskey. If somebody says whiskey like whiskey, that he, man. He, I, he drank my whiskey. I want to drink whiskey with that man. That That's a man who drinks whiskey and he drinks good whiskey. That's a good whiskey drink. A hundred percent. And, and uh, you know, he's being – I'm so glad, Vic, that you caught up with him because he's being completely honest. Do you want to go with that quarterback down there, that brain damage in Arizona? No. You don't want the tech, the Texas, the Texans job because they don't even have a quarterback and it's awful down there. You can't go to Carolina because it's inside the division. So, you know, we're starting to narrow down the choices here. The Denver Broncos are the choice. Now, it's the last of all the – all the situations that, you know, hey, you got Russ, uh, I'll try to fix him, I guess, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, he really, it, it's, a, it's for us, it's a, it's a window into the reality of Sean Payton getting the job with the Denver Broncos, and that's what it is. I'm sure he's not thrilled about where Russ is as a quarterback right now, but he's going to do his best to try and fix him. Uh, let's hear the second half of this, Marty, if you got it, go ahead. He'll get the most out of him. You already heard him say there'll be no private locker. Yeah. You know, I, I can't believe people do stuff like that. Yeah. What do you expect? Because sure. the teammates see that preferential treatment. They don't like it. They flat don't like it. He'll stop that. So you think he'll work? He'll be an effective coach with that team and that makeup? Hold on a second. Hold on. He's going to be a successful coach. Stop. He curses at the end of this. I just want to warn you. He curses at the very end of this. So I yeah, don't know if you yeah, beat that out. It. He's got it. Okay, go on. He's going to be a successful coach because he's going to get that team and he's going to get he's going to create that makeup and that doesn't mean it's going to be with the people that are there. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. now quarterbacks you know, he's never going to have to do this. He ain't going to sit here. Yeah. You know, his little ass is 35 million a year for 10 years. <laughs> 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 Makes me sick, man. Alive. I wish we could play the video. You know, I wish. Is there a way? I may be going beyond my my. Is there a way to play the video on our Twitch feed so it hits the air? Is do we have the mechanics to do that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we can. See, see, when, when we play this again, play the video. Rather than the audio, because when you see his mannerisms as he delivers these lines, you're like, okay, what's going on here? Does Terry have a, a, a major beef with Russell Wilson? And this isn't the first time that Terry Bradshaw has gone after a Broncos quarterback. you got to go way back, early 80s. 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Early 80s, when the Broncos drafted, they didn't draft him, they signed him via trade, John Elway. And people wondered, how would John Elway do in the NFL? Terry Bradshaw at that point was already, I mean, the guy was a legacy quarterback. He was a four-time Super Bowl champion. He was the pride of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And even back then, before his television career, he ripped on John Elway. Let's listen. To a team that needed his services. The thing in the National Football League is a team with the worst record gets an opportunity to improve by picking the best player. And Elway going to Baltimore would have helped them a lot. And by him saying, I don't want to do that, all right, well, uh, okay, we'll finish that audio in a little bit. The, the thing about that, though, Vic, what you're talking about, he mm-hmm. seems to have something stuck in his craw for guys who seemingly had it easy, I think. Because remember, his early part of his career was not easy. He was criticized tenfold. He was throwing picks. He had people that thought he sucked. I think that he identifies more with the guys who have to struggle and maybe play on some bad teams for a bit before they get better than the guys who just enter the league and gotcha. had it immediately rolling. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where it goes from here, but I, he started a controversy, and uh, Sean Payton's going to have to react to it at some point. Sean Payton is going to join the Fox crew this weekend. He is uh, not done with the services with the Fox network, and perhaps this will be uh, – Perhaps it'll be thrown around again. Well, here's the other question. If Sean Payton didn't like what the Broncos had at quarterback or the the situation surrounding Russell and took the job anyway, what does that mean? Like, think about this. He didn't have to take a job, Vic. He could have waited, went to TV another year, and gotten another gig. But he took that in spite of what Terry Zang is a quarterback yeah. situation that doesn't look great for him. Yeah, but you heard Terry, he, he offended like four different franchises at once. He said That's he isn't taking the Carolina job because it's Carolina. He isn't going to Houston. They don't have a quarterback, plus it's Houston. He isn't going to Arizona because he doesn't like their quarterback. And Sean Payton has dismissed that before, saying he's fine with Kyler Murray. But it was pretty obvious, Terry. Did you hear Terry? I ain't going there. No, that guy. No way. So <laughs> he, he just took what's left. And what's left is Russell Wilson. I mean, most. That's what it feels like, man. When I hear that, Keener, that's what that's what it feels like. But I mean, there's more to it. I mean, 17 million bucks a year will certainly get you, you know, that it, that'll get your 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 fire going a little bit. But he, maybe he just wanted to coach. I mean, he was talking about it. You know, he's working on Sundays the rest of the week. His wife is telling him to get out of the house, get away from me. Get away when you going back to work, that sort of thing. So maybe that played into it a little bit. The human dynamic. But boy, oh boy! I mean, I, I I love Vic Lombardi and Radio Row, man. This is this is the goodness of the good stuff, and I'm glad that we started off with Bradshaw because that sets a tone, you know, for what what we can expect to see here for the uh, for the rest of uh, of the of the week, and certainly for the Denver Broncos with Sean Payton as their new court as their new head coach. It's pretty good stuff, man. Well, Vic had the opportunity to chat with Howie Long and Jimmy Johnson yesterday too. We'll get to that stuff in a little bit. Can 
Can we go to last night? And um, for those who stayed up long enough to watch that eight hours long celebration of LeBron breaking the record, uh, and I did. I watched it. And, I watched it too. And I'm telling you, you guys, to, it's history. Yeah, it's history. You well, have to respect history, and you have to respect greatness, and you have to respect longevity. And think what you want of LeBron James, and you can say yes, it was a little too much. He soaked it all, soaked it all in a little too excessively. They didn't have to stop the game for that long. Calm down, quit bowing, all that. You could say all of that and be completely in the right. At the same time, respect greatness. Respect it. This is the thing, like, and this is the issue that I have. I came away about 75% appreciating that last night. And then I would hear LeBron speak, and I want to throw things afterwards. But I will fully say this. Before anybody, like, before you two jump on me about Michael Jordan, I was eight years old when his career was, like, done, okay? So I don't remember Michael. All I know about LeBron, LeBron is the, I think he's the greatest guy I've ever seen do any one thing. I don't think anybody's done a vocation or a profession better than I've seen LeBron James do basketball. Honestly. Wait, Tiger Woods do golf? Sure. Throw throw tight. I think they're even. Honestly, I think they're even to me. I've never mm. seen anything. Vic, don't don't complain. No. This is me. This is my opinion. That's fine. You don't, you don't I, get to I, change I don't like, this. That's fine. I don't like you. The point is this. I mean, Nikola Jokic said this in the postgame yesterday. Think about this for a second. And this is like kind of profound. He said LeBron's never had a prime. He's had a prime for 20 years. Like, it's yeah. never stopped. Oh, he that's is, a great point. He has been yeah. in his prime for 20 straight years. He's averaging 30 points a game this season. And here's what's funny about last night. Vic, he can do that whenever he wants. Think about it. He decided before the game started, I'm breaking the record tonight. I'm going to get it today, yep. And yep. he had 36 points in three quarters. And he could have done that any game of his career that he chose. In the same way that we say it about Joker, right? Joker can go out and do the exact same thing. If he wanted to get 40, he would get 40. But it's also funny to watch. That team stinks when he tries to play that way. That's not the best way for the team to play. They lose to OKC because LeBron was like, nope, I'm getting the record tonight, and I don't care about much else. But it's remarkable that if he just wants to turn the switch on at 38 years old, he can just be like, yep, I can do that still. So, so you guys, there's a, a lot of uh, blowback on the actual ceremony. And the more I think about it, what did you think they were going to do? I know there were only 10 seconds left in the quarter. They can't really wait till the end of the quarter because that sort of pops the balloon. So you have to do it there. What I wish they would have done and the smart thing to do was just add 10 seconds to the fourth. And that's the end of your third quarter. right? Just add 10 seconds and let's move on to the fourth quarter. Yeah. Makes sense. But we knew there would be this big celebration. It was going to be like that's a record that nobody thought would be broken. Somebody says, will the NHL stop the game when Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's record? I would assume so. Moj? Yeah, they'll stop it. Yeah, they, they will, but they won't. I don't think they'll have a huge ceremony and all that kind of thing at center ice. I, at least I don't think they will, but I guess we'll, we'll, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But a lot has been talked about. I mean, listen, you have to respect the greatness of LeBron. You know, part of it, too, though, it, it, you know, you can see the dynamic inside the 13th place team in the Western Conference. Anthony. Uh, Moj is now gone. That's great. Um, it's funny, though, Vic, when you see LeBron break that record and then they stop the game and then what do they go to? And this is what drove me the most nuts. You know what killed me about that entire celebration? was LeBron grabbing the mic. I'm like, okay, that's going to be yeah. fine. The ceremony with Kareem, okay. 
did I need to have the celebrity cameos of everybody congratulating him and the one that that broke the camel's back for me? Does mm. Drake need to be doing an SNL skit on the way back from commercial as I, the game's going I on? I don't get it either. You know, what do you think Kareem's thinking through that whole thing? I mean, he's playing the good soldier, right? He's he's cheering him on, and but what do you think in the back of his mind? What is Kareem actually thinking? I don't think I don't think he minded. Like I, he didn't seem pumped about it. I mean, I'll say that I didn't I didn't get like he was genuinely happy or anything like that. But I don't know. I mean, what is he gonna do? Yeah. What's he gonna do? What think, about this? Think, okay. Do you remember yeah. when Kareem broke the record? It was in '84. Was it? A large fanfare, a big deal? I don't remember anything like this. No. It, it, it Put it this way, it doesn't come top of mind. The only thing I remember for, from Kareem is when he did his retirement tour and um, every team gave him something. I think the, the Nuggets gave him a rocking chair when he visited Denver. Um, so, no. No, it did not hold the same um, ceremonial standard as it did today. But, you know, if you, if you want to talk about – and every time LeBron does something of this nature – you start talking about goats, and these numbers were given to me uh, by a member of our own group here, and he did the research. He actually crunched the numbers, unlike us. LeBron is obviously the greatest scorer of all time now, all right? Kareem did his scoring in five, 1,560 games, 1,560 games. LeBron will do it in 1,410 games, so fewer games but the three-point shot. Yeah. Here's what makes Michael Jordan so special. Michael Jordan, his career ended having played only 1,072 games, far fewer games than both LeBron and Kareem. He missed entire seasons at the age of 29, most of his age 30, prime seasons, didn't play. And then he retired between the ages of 35 and 37. Again, he wasn't the same player. The one thing LeBron is better than Michael at, and I will concede this, he's a much better player, much more fit athlete later in his career. Do we agree? Late, he's averaging 30 and 38 years old. I agree. Late LeBron James is amazing. Like, th- the fact that he's doing this right now at his age, you would never guess how old he is. It's amazing. Like, when Michael Jordan played for the Wizards late in his career, he looked like a, a bit of a tub out there. Yeah. It just wasn't the same guy. It wasn't the same guy. You could tell. It's like, okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and hang it up. But if you subtract the late career part, there is no denying that Michael Jordan. If you give him as many games as LeBron, guess what? He'd still be chasing the scoring title because it would belong to Michael Jordan. Yeah, but LeBron's going to finish like maybe second all time in assists too. Like he's seen as a pass. This is what's funny about LeBron, dude. He's seen as a past a past first player who is going to finish his career. Do you know he's top five ever in points per game? The only guys ahead of him points per game wise. MJ's one. Wilt. I'm so, uh yeah, Wilt is two. Elgin Baylor yeah. three. Durant is four. He is fifth all time with twenty seven point two three points per game, and he's past Again. first. Bro, the, the most amazing stat for that guy is that only one time in his career, his rookie season, did he average less than 25 points a game. Yeah. That's the most amazing stat I've ever heard. He, only one time in your NBA career did you score less than 25? Think about it like this, Vic. Marty brought this up. This is actually remarkable, that he's fifth all-time in career points per game at 27.2 or whatever that number is. You know how many times he's won the scoring title? 
Once. Yeah. Fifth all-time in points per game, one scoring title. That's amazing Which consistency. Su- yeah, and th- again, and that, that suggests, too, that he could have won it had he wanted to. Yeah. He could have. So I'll give him credit there. But don't let's not wade into who's the greatest of all time. Waters I didn't. Because, no, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Don't go there with this because that will turn this three-hour show into people a freaking People made up their minds on that, that. F- ten years ago. I mean, there was no changing people's minds. Anyway, uh, got to get to a break here. 303-504-0925. So, I, think, I think we're good in Tampa. I had a manatee problem. And I uh, uh, called the manatee exterminator. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Peter, don't get on me. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. So now that we got motion, I don't back, know what the hell you're talking about. I didn't that's get fine. that either. I didn't get it. There's a manatee problem, and now it's solved. Good. Uh, 303-504-0925. Remember, we got another name that we are going to draw for our qualifiers here at eight o'clock this morning. Vic is live from Radio Row for the big game. So we'll get to some of that. Um, content that he has with uh, Howie Long, Jimmy Johnson, a whole bunch of people from yesterday, hopefully grabbing a couple of people today. There's a special guest that I guess I will enjoy talking to a little bit later in the uh, show today. But I want to get to the Avs yesterday because they played great for a couple of periods but just couldn't find a way to push it over the top and come away with two points. We'll get to that next. So we go back to the Avs game last night, and um, first time being back on the ice since December 20, or I'm sorry, January 28th. Um, So long break. Maybe you're not expecting everything to be firing on all cylinders, but early in that game, my God, they were dominating, Vic. I mean, just everything you wanted to see out of that team coming out of the break was coming to fruition. They were putting shots on goal. They were playing really tough defense. Um... They just couldn't find a way to sneak one in, and the longer the game went on, Mosher, you mentioned this a thousand times. You're like, all it's going to take is one wacky bounce, and then Pittsburgh's right back in this game. And with about three minutes left, boom, game tied, and now it's up for grabs. Kaner, when you look back at that play, is it? I guess it's easy to say, well, you know, Fred, so shouldn't have gone for the poke check, right? That you just hold your ground and there's no way Rust is going to be able to put it in or he has a very little chance of putting it in. I dig all of that. <clears throat> but Frankie's playing a great game, right? And he got his stick on the puck. He just didn't get enough on it. Yeah. And he tips it right to Rust, and then Rust throws it through the crease. We Then we see what happens from that point on. Malkin throws it through the crease again. It ricochets off of Rust and Frankie into the back of the net. You know, I don't want to sit here and get on his bacon because, you know, he played good enough to win, I thought. And it was a funky play, sure. But you still, that all being said, you still have a power play in overtime, man. You still have an opportunity in OT That's to get That's what gets it done. me. That's what gets yeah. me. You get a power play in OT. That should be game, set, match, and there should be no debating. It should be over. As soon as they got that, I was like, okay, it's, you know, come on. Look, look at the firepower on the ice, and they just couldn't. They, how many times they hit the, the pipes during that a power cu- play? A couple. Twice? A couple, yeah, and then it comes back down the other way, and, you know, then you've got the whole scramble, and then Sidney Crosby is one of the best players to ever play the game, and his, his uh, defenseman, Chris Letang, has been a star defenseman in this league for a long time. You know, he digs the puck free, Kaner. He throws it, or he goes behind the net. He throws it to the circle with a perfect pass. The one-timer short side. I mean, that's 
That's the way the game goes sometimes. Yeah, it is disappointing. You do pull a point out of it. You should have won the game, I think, in, in overtime. You probably should have won in regulation. But you pack up and you move on. At least you got a point out of it. You don't come away empty-handed. That would be, yeah, that would be a really sick feeling, yeah. I think. But then you, you know, you you go back up there and you're right there with Minnie, right? And you're you're right back in the mix with games in hand uh, as far as the wild card is concerned. And then you focus on the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. On that last goal, was Frankie already kind of falling? Or yeah, he was he was already sort of out of. He was sort of out of sorts, okay. And he's trying to he's trying to dive and, and cut down some angle on that, uh, the best he possibly can. And Latang is not going to miss from there, man. He's just he's just too good. That was my question because it looked like I couldn't tell if he fell or not. But I was like, it was a weird choice if he if he made the choice to do this to try and like slide and and glove hand it when he could have just stayed in front and played it off his chest. But if he is falling, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was, a, it was a messy situation, and it's incredibly disappointing. There's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm not overly concerned. The way they played, I mean, they had the Penguins in knots, dude. I mean, they had the Penguins. The Penguins simply could not keep up. And the fact that the Avs couldn't, I mean, if it's, again, they, and they had other power play opportunities. If it's a 2 nothing game, that game is over. It's over, over. Going yep. to the third period, the game is over. But that Casey DeSmith, man, he made some unbelievable stops. I mean, he really did. And, you know, there, there are times in the late great Peter McNabb, this is what I, I love about Pete. We'd, we'd be in a game, and I don't know, it might be five or six minutes in, and a goalie would make one of these and just calm. And we go, uh, we look at each other like, oh, no, this guy, he's not, he's not feeling that good, is he? I mean, come on, no. He's not in one of those moods. Well, the Smith was in one of those moods last night. That's just the way it is. I got um, I got a running list, Vic. Do we need to add Carter's name to the list? Because that hit that he had on McCarr yeah. last night. Um, oh, dude. I was going to bring I, that I think, up. I think we need to add Thoughts? him to our list. The fact that Kale came back may mitigate things, but if Kale is out with a concussion... And again, I mean, he, he returned to the game. He passed all the protocols, but that was filthy. And Jeff Carter knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly where he's going. I've seen people try to say on, on you know, the responses to it, well, you know, Kale leaned into it, and the referee actually said, you know, it was a nice hockey collision. My butt. McCarr's standing there. Big Jeff Carter at 6'3 and 220 is cruising in. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he pops him in the side of the head. It's just, it's a gross play. And uh, the league this morning should be looking at it. Two games I would be satisfied with. But that's that's something, Victor, trying to legislate out of the game. Yeah. Well, certainly not something you've seen in an all-star game. Put it that way. Uh, you'll never yeah. see that kind of hit. Having said all that, seeing him come back to the ice was such a relief. Oh, my goodness. That was such a relief. And at that point, I thought the Avs were going to win the game. I thought, okay, they, they you know, they... Dodged one there. They're going to win this game. At the end of the day, you're exactly right. It's an Eastern Conference opponent. At least you got a point out of it. Get that point. Let's continue. Third period meltdowns. Why? What are we doing in the third period? Vic, they, again, Pittsburgh started to, you know, really push the issue. It's almost like the Avs got a bit, you know, they got a, how can I describe it? They're not panicky. 
but they're trying to hold on as opposed to the old style of avalanche where they just keep pushing it and pushing it and sticking it to you. At that point, they wanted to protect. I mean, it's a natural human instinct, protect, protect, protect. Hmm. Yeah. One of them days. One of them days for the Moj as he is in Florida. He's still yeah. speaking. Still has no yep. idea why. Yeah, long he can go. Yeah. No, now he he's talking. realized it. Now he's sitting there just waiting. Oh, oh he's so yeah, bad. Yeah, he's not he happy right now. He's gritting his teeth. Oh, uh-uh. Yeah, oh, sure there is. he is. Yeah, yeah. hey, Moj. Yeah. Even, hey, even Moj, that's a great point there. Said, <laughs> last point I appreciate made. it. Well, this has been one of the best ones I've ever made. All that mm-hmm. being said, dude, it took, a, it took a broken, scrambly, ridiculous play for the Penguins to even tie the damn game. Okay? That's, that's the, the, the truth of the matter. Um, Vic, as you are in Arizona right now on Radio Row... When yes. do the festivities, like, really start? Like, when do guys start walking through and things like that? When does that happen? Is it later in the day? Well, you know, we, we're on the same time zone right now that you are, so it's 7.53 a.m. here in Arizona. I doubt you're going to see a bunch of dudes walking around eager for interviews at this hour. Uh, I'd, I'd say somewhere between 9.30 and 2.30 is when you get the bulk of traffic. Yeah. 9.30 and 2.30. So the good news is this. If someone comes through when our show is done, we're still going to interview them and right. have it for you on one of our other shows during the day. Also, Josh Dover is here. He will be doing his show live uh, at 12 o'clock noon. So we are going to be here all day. And I'm going to be chasing guys down away from the media row like we did Terry Bradshaw and all those guys yesterday. If there's an interview to be had, we'll go find it. I think those are always the best ones anyway. They're, the worst are the ones where you have to crowd around a bunch of people and ask questions from afar that's not fun where did you find brad shaw where 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 did that thing take place where was that located how did you get crowding around a bunch of people (laughs) yeah Yeah. actually it was stall number three at starbucks here in the building um we were both there at the same time and Uh i I heard his voice and said this is a great opportunity no what you you cover enough of these super bowls you figure it out the hard way um they have these media days for all of the um important people right like these um it's like cattle call you just got to get in the front you got to box out with your elbows and you got to just start asking questions and everybody else gets mad but that's what you got to do um it's the only way to get your questions asked when we come back Vic, do you want to go to howie long or jimmy johnson next you know uh let's go let's go howie and i want to save jimmy for later because jimmy had two topics he touched on one was Dion sanders and he had some interesting stuff to say about the state of college football, Jimmy Johnson, why Jimmy Johnson would never coach college football today. He said, nope, NFL over college football. Huh. That, but up next, Howie Long, a little more measured tones regarding Sean Payton. Yeah, Howie Long's going to uh, – we'll play that interview for you next. Also, we have another qualifier that will be announced at – 8 o'clock, so five minutes is what you got. We'll say the name. You got five minutes to call Marty at 303-504-0925. Get yourself entered into our squares contest. All that coming your way next. We've got your shot to win up to 2000 bucks in the Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 Super Squares Contest. Get registered now. Text SQUARES to 303-504-0925. Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane are calling out another qualifying name next. Planning for an upcoming